What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Shaping Success Morning uh, Coffee. I got the Giants Cup this morning. It looks like this might or may or may not be working on YouTube, but we're kind of having a little conversation over here on uh, TikTok as well. If you are on TikTok and you want to migrate over there, see what happens, see what's going on. Let me know if the connection is slow. There's a little chat box there that is a little bit easier to interact on on the chat box, and it is on a couple different avenues, so there's more people in between the that can get on there. Um, Nikki is over there. Perfect. So if you haven't been to the YouTube before, it's Shaping Success with Wes Tankersley. Um, and I've been doing this morning coffee. It's kind of like a morning blog, kind of like what I'm thinking about, what I'm going through. Um, CC is in the house. Sorry, a little late today, CC. Um, I've been hanging over on TikTok. I had to put the, you can see it now. You can look over at, so I gotta go, you gotta go this way. I put the baseboards in yesterday unplugged the computer and had to uh, figure out or it takes forever for it to upload. So that is where I am. I was a little late, but I am. Yeah, good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, we're, we need a little Robin Williams. Uh, I got the got the old Giants cup going here this morning with the coffee in it. I've had this might be a little shorter because I uh, drank a little bit while I was waiting. And it's not the good coffee either because I woke up about uh, 10 minutes before. So that's why I'm late, number one. Number two, it took forever for the computer to load up because I disconnected it. I shut it down, disconnected it, and then it takes forever for it to wind up with all of uh, the stuff that I got on here uh, to try and make it so that um, we can look at uh, or we can run it here live on YouTube. In, well, it's on YouTube. It's on it streams like four places. So there's people here from different places. Like someone may be watching it on Facebook. Someone may be watching it on YouTube. Someone may be watching it. We got a TikTok over here. Um, and I'm sorry that I, you know, we started on TikTok because it was kind of over. This was being stupid. So I'll kind of try to pay attention to the two of you on both sides here. But the camera for YouTube is in front of me and the TikTok is over here. So there we go. But we have moderators over in TikTok, and if you guys want to chat over there, moderators can keep it rolling. Um, and I don't think Nikki's in two places at once, but we can. If she is, she can pop questions from TikTok over here if she's paying attention and listening. And see how I just voluntold you, Nikki? That's what I do. You guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but Nikki helps me a great deal with everything that I do. She writes all the show notes, writes the uploads, all the clips. Um, and does a lot of work for me in the background for the podcast, for the YouTube, for all that stuff. Uh, maximize. She gets on vidIQ vid and and uh, does all that stuff. So you know what's funny about that is I can tell you this. You, you, there's a lot of things that I could not do. Let's see if this helps. I have some new lighting that I might get set up today. We'll see. The main thing is, is that we talked about the slot. Like this is the setup is temporary. Um, Again, we are going to have to uh, move. No, I don't need you on. You're, you're okay, Nikki. I just wanted to, I was just wondering if you were looking at both. I do not need you on TikTok. Um, we have AJ's over there too, and Tony B are there. Um, mod, the moderators are in the house. So it's just, I don't, I'm kind of like looking over here. So if you guys do want to, you know, if you don't want me to miss a comment or, talk to you. 
this will be the place to be because it's a little bit easier for me to see it and do it at once. It'd be really great if TikTok would allow you to stream from another platform because I could connect my TikTok to my restream and it will not allow me. So yes, Bacon Lover is Nikki. Um, Nikki the Bacon Lover. <laughs> TikTok, anyway. So we were talking a little bit, um, a little bit about um, the comfort zone yesterday and, and a lot of things are, um, a lot of things, you know, nothing's really changed. Here's the thing. I was talking about, we started this on Monday talking about like karma and faith and things like that and just letting things happen. And I've come to this um, conclusion with the help from a lot of people. Um, Tony and I actually had a really good conversation about this about, I've always kind of felt this way, but I've like, I feel more at peace with everything that's going on anyway. And it's because I think that what happens happens, right? So we have to sell our house. Um, it just is going to put us in a better financial situation so that we can survive. My wife has gone back to work full time. My job's gotten a little bit slower, paying a little bit less, um, and just, I don't want to be worried about not being able to make the house payment. And so that's what we're going to do. Well, last week we started talking to the builder and the realtor. The builder is a realtor, but she works with someone else. And so I kind of have this faith and this is, this is what's happening today. This is where, you know, like the good vibes, the prayers, all that stuff's going on today. Possibly someone's going to put an offer on it. We have not even listed the house yet, but this is how it kind of happened. We had the need to list the house. We started talking about it. We started thinking about it. I called the builder. We were talking to her. Someone looked at a house that's like, I can stand out on my front porch and see that house that was for sale. They were mad. They loved the neighborhood. They loved that it was on three acres. They loved all the stuff about it, but they didn't get a chance to put an offer on it because it was already pending. Well, they want to come look at our house. So they're going to come look at our house and they looked at it on Thursday. Well, now they've gone home and they loved it, but they haven't decided they were crunching numbers is what they said, which I don't, it doesn't take three days to crunch numbers, but you have to decide what you're going to do, right? So this is where all this stuff, stuff just kind of falls into place, but I'm not certain that it is going to happen the way that it's supposed to, right? Or the way that I want it to, which doesn't matter what I want is kind of the thing that I'm getting to. What will happen will happen, though. And the moment that you allow your brain to think that way, you won't be disappointed because you know that, well, something else is going to happen. This wasn't meant to be because we have found another house. We like it. We think it'll be great. It's in a neighborhood that's really close to here. The kids can stay in the same school um, and all that stuff. And so they may put an offer in today. Their offer will be contingent on the sale of their house. Our offer will be contingent on the sale of our house. So it's all got to work out, right? It's all got to work out perfectly. But how great would that be? Didn't have to list it. Didn't have to take pictures. Didn't have to have a whole bunch of people look through it. We just had one group of people look through it. And um, we found another house. We put an offer on that. And we get into it. But the problem that I've had with myself is that like, I'm just, I, I talked about being mentally exhausted. Well, I'm mentally exhausted because I have just not got a chance to stop, right? Like 
my brain got in one mode, like we're getting ready to buy this house, which I don't know how many people have bought a house, you know, but it is a stressful situation in itself. There are a whole lot of things that have to fall in their place with the economy being the way that it is with interest rates being how they are, no matter what situation you're in, no matter how much money you make, I feel like everyone is always stretching it to the max. Okay. And you have to have like a 38 to, or I can't remember, you have to have a debt to income ratio that's less than 50%. And I think it has to be like 48 or 47 or whatever. So you continue to try and make your debt to income ratio really low. So you're paying off all these bills. You're trying to get it as low as you can, but you're still trying to survive, right? Um, So it's really stressful. There's all these things that all these people want you to do, um, you know, as far as pay this credit card off, make sure that this isn't in your name, make sure your credit score is really high. There's, there's all these freaking crazy things that have to happen. So it's tough. It's tough to, get all that stuff done. Well, you get through it and you're like, great. All right. I made it. Well, with the job that I have, one of the reasons that I wanted to go to a pay structure where I was on salary was because it was consistent and it showed that. So they didn't have to go and try and if I had a crappy month, they take the average of the last 24 months. So like if you average this month with all the way back 24 months ago, it would put me in a different income bracket, right? than what it would have two months ago. So anyway, that's a, that's one thing, right? Like there's a lot of safe things that can happen that can make you feel comfortable about things. And I think that I have to think about a lot of things in my head because I've always, I've always bucked back against someone saying that you have to go to college, you have to have a consistent job, you have to have, you know, retirement, you have to have health insurance, you have to have all these stuff that is important. But the job that I have is a little risky because it's commission, right? It's 100% commission. So like I have to understand that I have faith in myself that I'm good at what I do and I can walk in there and I can do anything and I can make money. But that doesn't mean that, you know, if it's not there, it's not there. So you have to figure out how to make it there. And that's the tough part. Anyway, I got through that. I got this house bought and now I'm starting to think about all the things because as I was talking about on TikTok a little bit earlier, the way that my brain works is I map everything out in my head like 100 times before I actually do it. And that hundred times can take me like two hours. So like setting up this room, I know exactly where I want everything to go. The problem is, is that now I don't know if I want to put it all up because it's only going to be here temporarily. Um, like this wall, I mean, it's, it's got to be finished out. You can see like all the gaps and those stuff. That's kind of, I bumped that yesterday when I was putting the trim boards in, but it took me forever to put the trim in. We've been living here two months and I haven't put the trim in yet. And I've had the floor in here for over a month because I was just disappointed in the fact that I'm not going to be able to stay here, but it has to go in there. So I did it yesterday. The decorations on the wall don't have to be in here, but, um, you know, it, it makes it look like, and so I'm going to put the bare minimum in here. And I, I bought some other stuff too. Like I have a new camera that I need to set up and I bought new lighting because the lighting's always crappy. All in all, in lieu of knowing that this was going to be my permanent place. Now I have to make a new permanent place in there. I'm going to have to do, I still can use all the stuff I have. I'm just going to have to shift the way that it's set up. So now in my mind, I'm going through trying to think about how I'm going to set up this new place. But you get all involved in that mentally and you start thinking about all that other stuff. And on top of raising your kids, you know, all your family time, um, thinking about all these stuff. But everything that I do for this house is going to be just so that I can give it to someone else and they're happy with the way that it is. So that's a tough part. It would be nice. It would be nice if they 
if I didn't, I'm still going to have to do the things that I need to do. Like I still need to put up, finish the, finish the fence and I still need to get the rock in around the yard. But I don't know. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where it's just kind of disheartening and that just mentally destroys you and, and, um, a lot of thinking. So I'm working through that. I know that everything is going to be right. I know that I'm going through this for a reason. I just need to figure out how to deal with the uh, mental stress of the whole situation. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my spiel on what's been going on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, no matter what, no matter what I have faith that whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. I mean, you know, it, there's a possibility. I, this is a really slight possibility. I could walk and go buy a lottery ticket today and pay for the house, you know, possibility, but I don't think that's going to happen. But if it was supposed to happen, it's going to happen. The main thing is, is I'm at peace at whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. Yep. I appreciate that CC. And that's it. It's like, he's in control. And that's what yesterday, you know, I, I was kind of driving down. I was going to my first appointment and it was kind of like a beautiful view. I was up by Bogus Basin and I know that not everyone here is from uh, the Treasure Valley, but like if you're going into Bogus Basin, what's up, Robert's over on TikTok, Robert Watson. Um, if you If you've ever been up in Idaho, if you've been to Boise and you've gone to like Bogus Basin, it's a great little trip and it's fall and I'm driving through kind of like the mountains and I'm driving through and I just looked up and I said, you know, whatever you think is right is going to happen and I'm okay with that. So it's all in your hands. So that, that's the thing, like having that faith that no matter what, it's going to happen. Um, So I have yesterday's stuff pulled up yesterday, but like comfort zone quotes and there's some cool stuff here to talk about. Um, and I think that maybe we'll just kind of continue on that. We got about, I'm almost, I'm halfway done with my coffee. So this might be a little bit shorter, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. Why is pushing your personal boundaries so tough? And if you guys want to interact a little bit in here, you can definitely just drop that in that drop those comments in there and we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, answer that question. Why is it? Why is pushing your personal boundaries so tough? And that is the funny thing. So we talked yesterday a little bit about pushing your boundaries, right? How many of you guys lift weights? Something to think about. And what is the, what is the idea behind lifting weights, right? What is the idea behind getting stronger? Um, the idea is that like, you have a bicep, right? And you want to make that thing bigger and you want to make that stronger. So the idea is that you're going to be able today, I lift 50 pounds tomorrow. I lift 60. Um, not, you know, and it doesn't work that fast, but that's what it is. The idea is that you're going to lift more. You're getting stronger, right? So what do you have to do in order to do that? You have to push boundaries, right? So the boundary of what your muscle can do. So right now the boundary is that I can lift 50 pounds 10 times but I want to lift 60 pounds 10 times. So you don't do that by lifting 50 pounds nine times, right? You have to do it by lifting 50 pounds 10 times, multiple times, right? So you do five sets of three. Or if you want to get even stronger, then you do a heavier weight because you can do 50 pounds 10 times, but can you do 67 times? Or can you do 73 times? And that's how you get stronger. You have to push the boundaries. You have to do something more to get something more. But when you live in this thing called the comfort zone, right? 
And that's what we were talking about yesterday about getting comfortable. Then you're going to stay at that baseline. And maybe that's okay with you. Maybe that's fine. Maybe you like the baseline. That's the thing. There's a lot of people who like the baseline. But why do they like the baseline? Do they like the baseline because they're happy with where they at? Or do they like the baseline because it's easy and they just don't know how to get uncomfortable? And that's it. I mean, that that's what you have to think about. Like, if it is really worth it to you, you got to get comfortable. Um, Grant Cardone, you know, there's some people when you say some things, you're like, oh, not that guy. Um, and I think that a lot of people say that about Grant Cardone because he comes across as like a, a salesperson. But he's a person who, um, you know, and I say that I'm not, here's the thing I've applied, I've been looking at different places and you think about like possibly being like a car salesman and what's the first worst salesman that you always think about. I feel like it's car salesman or, um, like, uh, door to door salesman. You remember like there's that knock on your door. Um, I had talked to someone who's like, Hey, you want to sell solar? And I'm like, yeah, uh, what's that entail? Well, what you do is you come in, you get in your car and you have a team and you pick up your team and your team runs around the neighborhood and knocks on doors and sets appointments for you. And then when they, when they set the appointments and they get someone in there, then you go in there and you go talk to them. I'm sitting there going, the people that I don't even want to answer my door to are the people that you want me to work with. And I just like, it doesn't work for me. I like my job because I, they call us. So they've already, we've already pre-qualified them. They always, they already want to come into our, they want us to come into their house or they want to come to our, our new showroom and talk to them. So there's already kind of the ice is already broke because they are looking for the service. They're not, they're, you're not looking for selling them the service. So anyway, that's a weird way to get to Grant Cardone. But anyway, Grant Cardone has a book called the 10X Rule. And I've listened to it. And if you want to listen to it, you've got to listen to him read it because it's, I listen to Audible and listening to him read it. And also it makes it easier for me because I'm driving all the time. I can't read and drive at the same time. But listening to him talk about that, he, the 10X Rule means basically that anything that you're going to do, any goal that you're going to set, you need to set it 10 times higher. Okay. So the reason you do that though, is because just like with lifting weights, you want to get stronger. You're not going to get stronger by just doing the thing that you're doing. You need to do more, right? So think about that. If there is something that you want to do, you need to set that goal higher. And if you set that goal higher, then you'll be able to achieve it and do more. Right. So I like that rule. I like that thought process because I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I want to make a million dollars. Well, okay. Well, what if I wanted, what if I said that I want to make a million, but I set it to 10 million? You know, what if you did that? What if you set it at 10 million? Well, then you're probably going to get a little bit higher than a million, aren't you? Because you've set your goal so higher, so much higher. So when you're setting goals and when you're thinking about the things that you want to do, you need to get out of that comfort zone and do just a little bit more than what you plan for. But it's tough, right? And that's why it is because you have to get out of that comfort zone. Let's see here. I'm just scrolling through here to see if uh, we got some 
really funny people over on TikTok. It's kind of funny. Um, so this is something, this is Jim Rohn. You know, someone, I can't remember who was talking to me. Maybe it was Jay the other day was talking to me about Jim Rohn. And I think of Jim Rome when I hear Jim, Jim Rohn. Um, but if you look, if you listen to this and you think about it this way, right? Um, if you're not willing to risk the unusual, you will never, you will have to settle for the ordinary. So it's tough because you have to settle for the ordinary, right? If you, if you don't risk it a little bit more, um, do you want to be ordinary or do you want to be extraordinary? Well, what does it take to do that? What does it take to be extraordinary? What do you have to do in order to be better than the next person? And I just, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like you spend your life, you know, like the John Wooden quote we did the other day was trying to be better every single day than you were the day before. It doesn't always happen, but you're doing your best to do that. So that's where it's at. You know, I mean, I think change is, change is inevitable and you have to push those boundaries in order to be better in order to get more. You have to be willing to do more. And, and the thing here's, here's one of the things that I, you know, no matter what, like I told you about Grant Cardone, but there are these groups of people. When you start putting yourself into these groups of people, you'll start to realize whatever your goal is, they're just encouraging you to do better. That's all they're doing. They're encouraging you to do more. And I think that we get stuck in that situation. We get stuck in the fact that other people, um, other people will tell us, oh, you can't do that. Like, I, I feel like the biggest thing that ever held me back was my parents telling me that I needed to go to college, telling me that I needed a degree, telling me that I needed all this stuff. And I found myself that that was not what I needed. It is helpful, but it didn't get me where I am today. It didn't get me the things that I wanted. Like if I lived to listen to my parents, I wouldn't have two kids. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be married for 24 years. So sometimes you have to go against the grain because what doesn't, what, what works for you doesn't work for me or vice versa. So that's why I like doing this because I think that there's a bunch of different ways to do it. There's more than one way to uh, reinvent the wheel, right? So uh, that is it, guys. That's all I got for you today. I'm, uh, I don't think I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'll, I'll tell you this. If I'm up at, if I'm up at 5 a.m. tomorrow on Sunday, I will do this. I'll do the morning coffee. If I'm not, then I won't. My wife does have to work tomorrow. Um, and it's funny, Nolan has been, uh, Nolan has been sleeping kind of funny lately. He actually slept through the night. I don't know if he's up right now because I'm not in there. And um, Oh, my phone's there. I haven't seen a text come across my phone. So, um, But he hasn't been sleeping good. And tomorrow she's working, so that means I'm on kid duty. That's the way it works. Uh, I want to throw this. Tony B says you get the information from everyone, but take what you like and leave the rest. Exactly. That's a collaboration thing. I like that. That's a great thing. Um, so our whole lives are that way. 
you know, you glean that information from other people. And Lifted Method says, everyone has a Karen that tells you shit and keeps you from growing. Exactly. And it's up to you. It's up to you. Just like Tony said, it's up to you what you do with that information. You have two choices. You can take in all the information you can. And this is what I do. I take all the information. I stick it in a funnel, sift through the bullshit. And what comes out is what I use. And it doesn't mean that I'm always right, you know, but it's how I do it. So that is it. You know, you guys, you have an awesome weekend. If I see you tomorrow, I see you tomorrow. If I don't, it will be Monday. I'm going to pick it back up on Monday.